Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Comics. I'm Taylor Trask. I'm Todd A. And I am back after a uh, yes, a hiatus. Yeah. Congratulations on your wedding and, and your honeymoon and all of this. Yeah, thank you. So for those of you who don't know, I've been gone the last two weeks. I got married and then in sort of classic movie style, we whisked off to our honeymoon almost not exactly a day later, but basically the day after the wedding. Um, we went off to Italy and had a ball of a time. I was, we spent the last 30 minutes off air. Todd and I were talking about it and I'll probably have <laughs> stories to tell as, as we go. Um, if you're interested at all, uh, in any of the stuff that I saw, just visit my Instagram account. I'm by Taylor Trask on Instagram. I've been posting Great up a bunch plug. of stuff there. Great yeah. plug right off the bat. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, your, proud of your pictures have been ridiculous. And I do think we should mention off air, I asked like what camera you had brought because you are a photographer and videographer. Yeah. Um, and your answer surprised me somewhat. Yeah, I brought, and, and this was intentional. I didn't want to lug around my Sony or a Canon or anything like that. So I, uh, a couple months ago, picked up the Google Pixel 2 XL because I needed a new phone anyway. But I got that one because I'm like, I'm going to be on this honeymoon. I'm going to be in Italy. I want a camera that can hold up. And and doggone it, this camera really did the job great. And then on top of that, I paired it with, um, if you're on Android, or I think on iOS too, this is just as good. But if you're on Android, grab Photoshop Express. Because uh, it is by far the best editing uh, tool for for digital pictures, even better than Adobe's Lightroom app. I've noticed because the workflow is way better. But the the Google Pixel two camera and then the uh, Adobe Photoshop Express app combined give you some really good results. So take that little tip if you're interested and run with it. We uh, on this episode we're going to be catching up on a few things. Uh, but first, as always. Uh, we talk about the coffee we're drinking or sometimes not drinking, depending on when we're recording this. Uh, we're back to our traditional recording time of Sunday morning. Um, so whenever you're hearing this, that's when we're talking and Todd, what are you, what's in the pot this morning for you? <laughs> uh, I, you know, and I specifically, before we started recording said, Hey, make sure to mention the coffee we're drinking. I'm not drinking any coffee. I'm, uh, on the gunpowder green tea again. I'm trying to make this my morning thing. Mm. Uh, and then because I'm inevitably going for coffee later in the day. Ah, so okay. yeah, it's, it's kind of boring, but um, I have just haven't had any, uh, any coffee in the house for a while to make ah. my own coffee. So yeah. You what about you fix that? Well, having just been in Italy and having been exposed oh, to yeah. like da- daily, some amazing coffee, I decided to uh, dust off the old espresso machine. I have like, you know, one of those like single, single pull machines that I've had for several years now. And it gets, it, it's like, it gets periodic use. And then I kind of go dormant. Cause I, you know, I go back to the AeroPress or I go to the stovetop espresso. So I busted that back out and I've been drinking, uh, and this is kind of a shock, uh, just straight espresso <laughs> like wow. once, yeah. Once in the morning I've been trying to, it's weird I, being in Italy. I haven't needed as much coffee as normal. And normally I'm drinking, you know, two, three cups a day. I got over there and I, I have a really good, strong cup in the morning i'm good to go until about five or six at night and i might you know might dust off another you know half a cup or a shot or something but it's kind of all i need so this morning i i, I kind of waited knowing that we were going to record um and i fired up a really just good single shot no cream just just the shot and uh it's it's just lovely and i i honestly forget what the beans are i had some beans probably probably left over from a previous uh batch that i've talked about on a previous episode so the, um, not not beans you did not bring back any beans from italy no i didn't and the, the only reason i didn't is because i was never i never most of the coffee shops we went into were cafes so it was like a yeah. restaurant that happened to just have a really good it's not like they had they don't have starbucks over there right exactly. they don't yeah, have exactly they don't have like the you know the shop that's just a coffee shop which is really strange because like there are so many good ones over here in the States that we've talked about. It's, you know, you kind of wonder like, well, what inspired that? And apparently not Italy, um, at least the places we went and we were, we were all over. So you, when you walk in, it's not like there's the coffee shop that's selling their small batch beans or anything. So I just never was in a place where I found a bag of beans that was, you know, looked like it was good or that I had sampled. So I just, I never got to do it. So this is just a, a bag, some, some unground beans that I still had uh, in the, in the pantry. And, um, I, again, I don't know what they are. They're light, they're a light roast and they're making a really good espresso right now. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to keep that trend up for a little while. Um, 
On top of that, though, we have a big week coming up. We sure I, do. As, as I mentioned, just got back from traveling. You, sir, are going to be traveling, but it's sort of in your backyard, so so not quite traveling as far as I did. But San Diego Comic-Con is on the horizon. It is upon us once again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eat Christmas, as I sometimes <laughs> think of it. You know, it's like it's there are plenty of amazing cons across the country um, all year long. So I don't want to, you know, Denver's happened last month. Uh, you know, New York's is, has, when is New York's? I always forget one. It's like early fall, I think. Yeah. So there's, there's or something. many cons, but yeah, SDCC yeah. is kind of like the, the granddaddy of them all. It's the one that, you know, you kind of have to, if, if you're getting your, your geek girl, your girl scout badge, um, or you're, you're building out your belt, you kind of want, you have to attend that at least once. And Todd has, attended many times. I sadly have not attended once. So I've had to live vicariously through you and my other friends who've gone. I really hope next year I can, I can rectify that. The only reason I didn't even attempt it this year was because I was getting married and spending (laughs) money on other things. So like not really, not really in the cards for me this year, but you're going in. Oh, good. I, I do think it's justified to say, honey, we got to get, we got to cut the honeymoon short. Yeah. San Diego Comic-Con is next week. Oh man. I, I wish oh, if we had the, if we had no jobs and unlimited money, that, that would have been in the cards, but our little kitties were here back at home and they made it missed us terribly. So we had to come back, but uh, Todd has been, you're kind of, you're not kind of, you are a veteran at this point. Yeah. You picked this up some tips. 11th. 11th year. Oh yeah. my God. In fact, now that you say that, I remember last year when we talked about SDCC, you had said 10th year, and it was like, yeah. wow, it's a decade in. But you picked up a lot of p- tips and tricks, and uh, I was telling you before we started recording, there's this uh, series of books, of travel books, called Rick Steves Guide yeah. to, and it's like, you know, usually it's Europe, but it's, you know, he's kind of got a bunch of different ones. And Rick Steves, if you don't know, he's they're really well done books. You usually see them in travel stores and bookstores and things. He kind of looks a bit like a pastor. So when you, you see the back, you, know, you almost want to call him Pastor Rick Steves. He's not, but you just, you look at him, you're like, well, clearly you've, you've been involved with ministry at some point. But like, I was, I was looking at our, I was looking at our notes for today and I was like, oh, Todd gets to do his Rick Steves Comic-Con uh, guide to essentially. And there's, we've oh, got, totally. a, we've got a lot of good stuff. And I think to kick us off, um, you know, we're, you haven't gone yet. You're assembling. And I hope, hopefully the people listening, you know, are in the process of packing or in the process of getting ready to go. I think for me, and this is, I'm legitimately asking this because I, you know, having not been to a con before, knowing that San Diego is, you know, is big and sprawling, you know, you're, you kind of have to keep a lot of stuff with you. You got to pack light, I'm guessing in a lot of cases. Um, just I, walk me through, walk our listeners through, how do you pack for San Diego Comic-Con? I, uh, that, that's great. Um, a great question. Uh, like for everyone to ask, how do you pack for this? I, uh, several years ago tried to do like a humorous video on like what to pack, but you know, humorous, but being serious about it. Um, and at the time I remember, I was remembering this this morning, how, when I made that video the year previous, I had carried like a courier bag, like a shoulder bag kind of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is just some, you know, like that's what I carry day to day, you know, drop a laptop in it or drop a book or notebook or whatever. Um, so it made sense to, that's just my Comic-Con bag. But that particular year I had decided I'm going to switch to a backpack. And I had bought this lightweight backpack and I hated it that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I went back to my shoulder bag, didn't look back. But um, until last year, when I bought a Star Wars like souvenir backpack there, uh, and it was a great backpack. And I had it for like maybe just two days of the con because I bought it at the con. It was some, you know, release right then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked sort of like a stormtrooper, had the, the empire insignia on it and was sort of battered up and black and white. And, uh, it it was great for carrying everything. And then this year I've flip-flopped back and forth in the intervening year. I have gotten rid of that backpack because I just didn't use it outside of con. Um, and I have another lightweight backpack, but I'm also taking the shoulder bag. I'm going to do the backpack the first day and see how that treats me. Cause I have a, a pretty lightweight sort of I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a Timbuktu bag, but it's a very lightweight one, not like a camping one. So yeah. And then in that, I will have to jam in a bunch of daily necessities and contingencies 
Um, and I was also, uh, if I, I, I don't know how it works for everyone, if this is just four day badge holders or if everyone gets this, but the past two years, Comic-Con has been doing this amazing booklet that comes with their badge. And they've actually always sent you some sort of stuff. It's just, they've got a real, they've got their package going the last two years where it's a, it's a little box you get and you open it up and your badge is in it. And there's like a souvenir pen. And then there's this booklet. And in the center of the booklet is a map of the convention center. And then there's a map of some additional stuff. Um, and they have a pretty great, like must have list. Um, and so they, they, in that list, I mean, I think that's, that's your basics. That's your jumping off point. Uh, I just wanted to expand on that a little bit. Um, it looks like we've got pretty good weather next week in San Diego, like mid seventies. Oh, wow. But it's usually pretty, I mean, is this traditionally like a really hot sort of time of year in San Diego? Like, no, it's, it's right on the water. Like yeah. the convention center. So it's there's all it's I mean the the difference for people uh I would assume are traveling from like either the uh Pacific Northwest or like the you know eastern side of our country where there's where there are seasons mm -hmm. is uh <laughs> that I for me speaking as like a person who grew up in the south. The sun in California is just very different. And I'm sure it's the same all over the Southwest. Like, you know, uh, it's it's desert sun. It's not Nashville sun. It is like a it is a hot sun that there is no escape from. And there is no moisture in the air, you know, so there's no humidity. You're just getting like a pure hot sunshine all day. So if there's no breeze or something that can get pretty hot. But, um, you know, generally like mid 70s down there is is perfect like you nice. feel pretty good outside obviously you're in the you know you're in a crowd of like 100 to 200,000 people so there's there's body heat to to be aware mm -hmm. of um and and also air not moving i mean I, I i would guess like without anyone in the convention center they must be keeping it at like 40 degrees <laughs> jesus <laughs> you know, i mean cuz it's like if you can go in and it feels slightly comfortable and there's, you know, it's at least 70,000 people in there at any given time or something. That's yeah. it's got to be an iceberg without them. Well, let's give um, us, let's give listeners like the checklist. Like sure. what are these yeah, essential yeah. things that you'd want to pack in that bag that you'd want with you, you know, every day at the con? Yeah. And I would say, uh, you know, the booklet that comes with it, check out that stuff. Like there's just basics like your ID and, your, you know, uh, uh, your badge is probably going to come without a lanyard. But when you walk in for the first time, they're going to hand you one of those giant souvenir bags that you see in all the photos from con where it's like people wear it as a backpack and it's, you know, it's three feet wide by four feet tall and they're going to hand you a lanyard and they're going to hand you these books. So <clears throat> you can carry that stuff. That's great. But it also weighs you down. So mm -hmm. you're gonna, you know, first day, eh, you figure it out. But uh, like, I generally don't even pick that stuff up. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> the essentials to me are uh, <laughs> keeping clean, of course, <laughs> protecting myself from the sun, and uh, staying hydrated. So. I, I have sunscreen with me. Um, I'm going to carry like a spray on sunscreen. And also like I have this thing that looks like a deodorant stick, but it's sunscreen. So I can just easily like, you know, stick it on my forehead and on the tops of my ears. So when I'm standing outside waiting for a hot dog or whatever, I'm not getting burned. Um, but I will also carry, uh, you know, a hand sanitizer and probably like a backup hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. some... Uh, Lots wet, of press in the flesh, wipes, I guess. Like, you know, wipe off door handles or anything that I might be a little sketchy about. Um, but my Are secret... you saying nerds are dirty, Todd? Are you saying that, that, that I'm we're... I'm saying a... conventions are dirty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the And it's funny because uh, I uh, Lainey off the air last week when we did our episode told me some behind the scenes on like how filthy the bathrooms are at New York Comic Con. Oh, geez. Compared to San Diego. And it was like, oh, man, I didn't know we needed to be that thankful for them. I mean, they're, <laughs> you know, it's like I always recognize they're doing a good job, like keeping yeah. those things clean throughout the day. But apparently, like, it's an incredible job that we are just not even close to appreciating. 
Uh, I kind of feel like it's it, they need to have one of those like uh, mini documentaries. You know how how uh, you know on the Disney Channel uh, from time to time they air like you know when the park closes this team comes oh, out yeah. like oh, my they God. they walk all the rides. There's literally like eight hours between when the park closes and opens that this like army of people go and clean and and inspect and reset and it's like. And it's it's almost like the park is just as active, but with all the people in the background. I wonder if the con has kind of a a version of that where it's like, you know, I mean, they, they uh, that would be a great thing to see happen, you know, like to actually make that documentary because there are great uh, figures that I do not have in front of me of like how much money this brings into San Diego every year and how many mm -hmm. people it employs through that week, um, and I guess beyond with the preparation and the cleanup. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's a story in itself, you know. Yeah. Some enterprising uh, uh, writer or documentarian who can get a paycheck from that. Get on that. There you go. Um, yeah. So, and not not necessarily because the con is dirty itself. Uh, it's just you're going to be around thousands and thousands of people. Um, you know, I, I just bring hand sanitizer. I'm one of those people. Uh, so I would say I would definitely suggest that to anyone. Target has them. They're like 50 cents each or whatever. Grab like a bunch of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, this is also coming from a, a, you know, the guy who got swine flu at, uh, oh, that's <laughs> right. Comic Con in 2009. So that's right. I remember talking <laughs> I got, about this. I came back to orange County and my doctor was like, well, <laughs> you're a patient zero in orange <laughs> County. We have oh, no, <laughs> it can happen. For, it's almost like, it's almost like a geek refugee colony, you know, yeah, it's like, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I'll tell you my secret weapon, uh, which I don't actually use as much as I want to use are, um, these things you can find at any like drugstore or target or whatever that are just, uh, they're often in the makeup removal section, but they're just like cleaning cloths for your face. Mm. And the ones I like are, I can't even remember the brand name, but it has something about cucumber in the name because they're cucumber face wipes. Actually, the ones I really like are the target, uh, whatever it's called the one you know they have that brand that's like one-on-one -on -one or one-to-one -one or something yeah uh, but they don't make a travel pack but these cucumber travel pack wipes are awesome for just like refreshing yourself just wipe your face off in the middle of the day because you've been sweating all day you know it's fantastic and for me also uh i wear sunscreen all the time of course because i live in southern california and it drives me crazy when you start to like perspire or it's just late in the day and it starts running down your face and like into your eyes and stinking <laughs> and stuff. So having these little face wipes where you're just standing in a line like sweating and can just wipe off that sunscreen and like refresh yourself. That's that's my secret weapon are the uh, the face wipes. Um, yeah. So I definitely bring sunglasses. You're going to spend more time outside than you think about. Um, so if you can grab some like cheap sunglasses that just, you know, it's okay if they you break them or whatever, that'd be great. Throw those in the bag. Uh, if you're a hat kind of person, I would say hat's a good idea. I like, like, again, it's just bright sunlight. Um, so I happen to have received both sunglasses and a hat as swag last year. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm covered. <laughs> nice. Um, and you also have that, that credibility of like, I was here last year. You can see it display on me <laughs> you're seeing this cheap hat that has <laughs> so somehow made it through the year is that kind of like wearing the t-shirt of the band you're seeing to the concert of that band is it is it does it feel know. like that at all or is that does it matter i don't know i you know i've probably been guilty of wearing some uh some t-shirts of bands to come. i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to that terrible uh, uh judgment of like okay. if right. you wear the t-shirt to the band but um but no because there's definitely like there's almost a thing of uh people at cons where they're carrying last year's bag or something and you're mm. going like oh i got it or or you know repurposing the bag to to something new this year mm -hmm. um yeah so okay so if you trash this huge bag or just don't accept it at the beginning <laughs> um which which is the better deal don't don't take it and then throw it away just don't take it um uh it's not like a swag bag it doesn't have anything in it it's just right it's just this enormous bag that's advertising some show or something on it and everyone's turned into a walking billboard for the week and that's great like if it works for you it is just enormous mm. and so you're either going to have to fold it up and put this thing in your bag which is going to take up quite a bit of space or you're going to have to wear it around and everything you have is like way down in the bottom of this huge bag and they're not really that you know, I mean, they're not 
they're not like real reliable. It's kind of like an Ikea bag. That's only one, oh. you know, one layer of plastic or whatever. Got it's it. just okay. not, I, you know, I had the straps break on them before when I've loaded them down with stuff and it's just, it's not convenient to me. Yeah. Anyway, if you don't accept that, bear in mind, a lot of the dealers don't have bags for you. So that, I mean, that is the benefit of them giving you this giant bag is everything you buy, you're going to be able to put in this thing for sure. But um, if you don't like it like me, then you got to be pretty conscious of like, if I buy an art print, how am I going to safely carry this? So especially if you're going for art, a lot of people buy those like poster tubes. And especially if you can get one that might fit in your backpack, that's a great idea. You know, roll up those art prints, put them in your own poster tube uh, and that you can somehow pack. Um, but yeah, so you may need bags. It's also a good argument for like, don't, you know, the bag that you're carrying with you, it can't, you can't have it so packed full of your <laughs> food and sunscreen that you can't fit anything else in it. Yeah. Um, for those of you who haven't been to a con, it's like, it, there's, you know, there's the events, which we'll talk about. There's mm -hmm. the people you can meet. There's artist alley, but a lot of it, if not half of it is just a gigantic pop-up store of the coolest stuff oh, you yeah. ever buy all year long. So you want to have room to carry all that, or maybe not. Maybe you're one of those people who's like, no, no, no. If I have, if I have too much room, I'll buy too much stuff. So I just gotta, you know, I gotta be careful, but just know that going in, you're going to spend money on some cool stuff. You want to be able to put it away so you can walk around and not have it, you know, just lugging you around everywhere. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> I had the funniest introductory experience my first year at con. Uh, I met up with a friend who had traveled out from Nashville. So I was living here then and, uh, he had traveled out, um, and, uh, he but he had been before so he had this whole system and this is like pre-app days and stuff like that so he has this you know the preview book that he like the sorry the schedule that he's printed out online and highlighted every panel that he's going to Jeez. and then he had one of those camping backpacks with like all the sections and he was like well this section you know is all the hardbound trade paperbacks <laughs> or not trade paperbacks, but like the hardbound like graphic novels that he picked up and yeah. this section is like the toys and this section is like the stuff that can get crushed it's okay and um so he had this he had brought this bag big enough basically to like organize every section of it um i try to go as light as possible uh you know so i'm i'm hoping the backpack with the like outside uh drink pockets like water bottle pockets will help me out a little bit this year Mm -hmm. um let me let me stop real quick uh, with sure. the bag i just came back from italy at every turn they're warning you about pickpockets you know make sure you watch out is that a concern at sdcc do you get a lot of that you feel like you know i've never I, i've never uh i've never been warned of that concern um but as a you know you might imagine from a guy who carries face wipes and hand sanitizer everywhere <laughs> uh i'm a little obsessive compulsive in some things mm -hmm. so i'm probably sort of naturally guarding <laughs> cash and wallet and things like that um it, i mean it is like wall-to-wall -wall bodies on friday and saturday so mm -hmm. just if, if you have any reason to be concerned like be concerned you know mm -hmm. it's not um and and honestly not to not to jump into a a, a awful topic but also like it, it, it i have i have a in the past and witnessed people just being obscene in those tight spaces, you know? Mm. So if you are like, uh, just be prepared, you know, it is not like, yeah, it's not always a comfortable environment. You know, it's like, uh, it, it is a good, a good crowd. I would say largely, it's not like one that you need to be worried about. It's not like being on a subway full of strangers. You can, rest assured that everybody is actually there for the for the convention itself not to just be perverts but there are going to be those people in that crowd and you know watch out um but yeah i would say wallet and uh you know anything else you need to uh keep close to you you know make sure it's like on your person um not not in some deep bag that when you're crammed into a crowd you're not going to notice someone dipping their hand into mm -hmm. um and, and along those lines, it is good actually to have some cash on you because um, although almost every artist now uses something like Square to process credit card payments, it always helps those artists out if you're buying directly from them with cash. So, you know, I would say just on that like sort of uh, <clears throat> um, 
you know, being a good citizen kind of scale is like the more corporate the entity from which you are buying, that's your credit card level, you know? <laughs> and then you go down to like debit cards and then cash to like the, the independent artist. Um, but if you're buying something from DC, yeah, for all, you know, yeah, use your credit card and <laughs> they'll, they'll pay that 3% processing fee or whatever. But, um, it always helps out artists to, to hand them cash. Um, and then, uh, I, I, I brought up the camera thing with you because I have gone back and forth on carrying my camera. Um, I don't think I carried it at all last year. I think I relied totally on my phone. Um, and I think the year before I only carried it like one day. Uh, I am going to bring mine specifically because I'm going to put the portrait lens on it, like my 40 millimeter lens, um, because I've just had a really good time, like shooting portraits of cosplayers before. And I, I the wide angle, my phone can capture, you know, if I'm outside and I want to take a picture of the crowd, the phone's going to get that no problem. But that's the only reason I can really see for bringing, you know, my, my Canon. Um, but bear that in mind, you know, that's another weight that you're carrying around. Uh, there's an absolute grab the comic con app right now. Um, I, I don't know if the schedule, I, I saw the schedule for the first time on the app this morning. So it's there right now. It will get updated, uh, over the next week. Um, but certainly every day, like as you save events to your schedule and you open up the next day, just be aware, like it's going to update stuff. And so, you know, just check for updates and then, uh, you know, see what's, what's changed on your schedule, but it does a great job of like, you can star events and it saves them to my events. So then you can go back and say, you know, what are the Thursday events I, I starred and you can mm. kind of see your quick schedule there. Um, and then uh, a thing that I have not done in the past, I've always heard, and even the Comic-Con book says, bring a sketchbook. It's great for getting autographs or sketches from artists, but Something I didn't really think of until uh, my friend Eric was in Artist Alley and people were giving him sketchbooks is you can create a great collection of your own, like a great coffee table book of your own. Nice. If you are taking a sketchbook in, handing it to an artist and commissioning them, you know, if your favorite character is uh, Batman or whatever, and you get each artist to draw that same character, you're going to have this amazing coffee table book of like your favorite artist drawing your favorite character over and over. Nice. So, I love um, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like pretty much artists that do take those kind of commissions will draw any character you request, but it's always good to like specialize. You know what I mean? If they, if they've got a special character or something, I, I wouldn't say go like, definitely don't go out of your way to like stump them or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. Think so, but like, <laughs> I'm immediately thinking if this was me, I would pick a character from like masters of the universe or something or like doctor who where it's like i would be more interested to see how they and and i would give them like do whatever you want like knowing what that even if you yeah, kind of yeah. are half familiar with that character draw it anyway because i'm curious what it looks like through your yeah. eyes you, you kind of want to get their take on it yeah um, i would just say you know be mindful if you get some pushback from the artist respect the artist and 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 change your tactic you know respect the um, artist that should be like a, a sign everywhere you know for sure having like sat at eric's table only for like an hour at a time the past couple of years it, it is the experience behind that table is so crazy and uh, it, it's definitely weirder for me because i'm not actually working on a sketch at least the artist kind of gets to look down and ignore how people are ignoring him but it's, <laughs> it's just a different experience where there's like you know like i I, 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 a guy tried to steal money from me, like in front of my face, wow. you know, like bought a, bought a print from me, uh, and, uh, pretended he gave me like a 20 or something. I can't remember the whole situation. It was like, oh man, this is, this is weak. You're trying to steal from like an artist, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> not like <laughs> some massive company that's not going to notice. Like I'm going to yeah. notice 10 bucks. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so that that's kind of my my quick overview of like what to pack. Um, I, again, lightweight. Prepare for heat, uh, if not in the weather, then in the body heat, um, and prepare for crowds. Yeah. So uh, that is probably a good way to jump off on my number one rule that goes through everything, uh, which is just it's like a thing you're just gonna you're gonna have to have some like forgiveness for yourself, even if you have this in mind. Um, you got to plan on lines for everything. Mm. So this is not a, I'll grab a cup of coffee real fast and meet you guys in the room kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you want a bathroom, if you want coffee, if you want food, if you, you know, whatever you want, you want to uh, autograph from somebody and you know, they're at the booth at that moment, plan on a line. And it's so hard, even like going in year after year and knowing, oh, we're going to have all these lines. I still forget. I'm going to have to be in lines all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think the corollary to that is to go in with only a few targets each day mm. so that nothing is too close together. Like basically if you, if anything is, is back to back and it's not in the same room, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know, um, I, uh, last year, I remember, you know, like on Thursday I said, look, the only thing I want to do is get John Hodgman's autograph on this day. And I had that great little encounter with John Hodgman. I got his autograph. It's always fun when you like meet the person that, you know, you really admire. And I have like a little special moment to take away from John Hodgman. And I walk over, um, and I see, uh, oh, I told, I talked about it last year and it just, it just slipped his name. Um, uh, oh no. While you think about that, yeah. let me just interject and say, uh, if you've not been to San Diego Comic-Con and you're interested in the Hall H experience, sure. probably make that the only thing you're going to do that day. Um, yeah. It seems like every time I talk to anybody who has seen or has in, in, in been a part of Hall H, you got to line up. It's almost like a, you know, a concert in the 80s when you're buying tickets. <laughs> like You almost have to line Nobody up the night before <laughs> to even get considered to be in the hall. And then once you get through that line, then it's like you got to sit in the hall for another couple hours to, you know, or an hour or two. It's the Hall H experience is almost its own version of Comic-Con. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that happen in Hall H, but honestly, they show a lot of that on YouTube, either officially or unofficially after the fact, or even during anyway. So just be mindful of the things that you're, you're investing your time in. It yeah. might make more sense to go, you know, what you could, what would take a whole day to do one Hall H panel, you might be able to find six to seven really cool indie things that are either undiscovered or much, much smaller in scope that you'd get a much more well-rounded experience in doing. For sure. I, there's, um, you know, that's funny. Cause I have not, we have an episode from two years ago. It's uh number 19 of our show. If you go back to it, 19, 20 and 21, we're all about Comic-Con in 2016. Um, and that one, we talked to one of my friends who did the hall H thing for the alien panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Michaela. Um, and I, it's, you know, it was definitely that thing of like, she had never done the whole hall H experience and planned her whole day, like Saturday or whatever it was, Friday or Saturday, she just said, I will be in Hall H. So she spent the night down there so that she was, you know, first in line the next morning. And she goes through the whole thing of like how they're going to hand out these these tickets that tell you what place you are in line, what group you are in line. Uh, they do that in the evening after the last panel has ended from that day. And then, then you're allowed to go home, I think. But she... She ended up going home and like showering and getting something to eat, but then came back and got in line because people just don't trust each other not to jump the line overnight, you know, Um, and people literally just camp out. And then she spent the whole day in Hall H, but she saw so much cool stuff and she'd never done it. And it was um, it's it it varies so wildly, too, because I think a couple of years ago, like that year she did it, I would have told you. Don't even try to go to Hall H unless you can dedicate the whole day to it. Mm-hmm. But then I think it, it seems to me like last year, now I didn't go in Hall H last year, but um, I know there were times where I saw the line was just empty and you could basically mm-hmm. walk in because, because once the like, you know, final, like big panel of the day is gone a lot. So many people leave that then there's no more line required to go to the next panel. They just yeah, let, let okay. people until it's filled up. So I do think you're always going to have like a special experience with Hall H. I I mean, I get asked every year from from people if it's, you know, if it's too commercial now and it's just not the same. And no, it's I mean, granted, I didn't go in sort of the 80s or 90s, um, but it's the thing is, it is so huge. You can find if you are at all in a geek community space, you'll find members of that community there. Yeah. So you can almost custom tailor your yeah. own version of SDCC. Exactly. That is exactly what you're doing. This is not uh Disneyland where you everybody's going on space mountain. You know, yeah. you don't, if you miss hall H no problem, it doesn't matter. Like, unless there's something you were just dying to see in hall H don't worry about it. Um, you, there's so much other cool stuff 
that you're fine. So there's Hall H and there's also Ballroom 20. So anytime you see one of those, you are going to have to be so prepared for a line and like when you're going to have to line up. Um, pretty universally, what they do is if you, they don't clear rooms between panels. So, you know, granted, like this will backfire as soon as I say it, but, but basically like you got to aim for the panel before the panel you want to see <laughs> mm-hmm. in one of those places, at least, you know, hall H is like, sometimes you got to aim for the whole day. Cause that's just how it works. But, um, cause I think when we talked to Michaela, the alien panel was like at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And she went, I think that's what it was, or I can't remember if it was very first thing she saw or if it was late in the day, but then she just figured like, well, I'm here, I'll watch Marvel, I'll watch Doctor Who, I'll watch all these other mm-hmm. huge panels. So I don't think Marvel is at the show this year. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, and, uh, and HBO's not at the show. That makes sense, though. I mean, Marvel's got, they kind of have, they can't say right. much about anything until... <laughs> infinity war two comes out what about other events you know because like there's the main convention center but almost kind of like south by southwest you know it's yeah. it's not just that it's the whole downtown area where could you find other panels other events officially you know like is there is there such a thing as like off broadway you know in terms well, of SECC? Uh, great question so there are um in the official schedule there's three hotels uh two on one side of the convention center and one on the other so like the hilton the hyatt and the um marriott or something so there will be panels and other events and and a lot of like gaming in those hotels um in different ballrooms that's all connected to the convention center like all that stuff will be programmed in you'll see it in the app or in the program that guide they give you you will find those locations um, they're also, they've been doing official events at the library, which is this like gorgeous, ridiculous new library that they've got downtown. Mm. Um, and in some years, I don't know that they've always been attached to Comic-Con, but at Petco stadium, uh, like the Padre stadium, <clears throat> there have been events in there. Like one big deal for several years was the walking dead. Like you, you paid money to get chased by zombies through this maze in the stadium. <laughs> Hmm. people could pay money to watch you get chased <laughs> that was wow. my favorite part you couldn't even go watch them get chased for free dang <laughs> um but actually that that's an, so there's a one point there which is there's tons of stuff to do in downtown san diego that you don't need a badge for mm-hmm. like there's um there's a big uh a lot of this you got to register for in advance but there's like a big uh the good place I, ha- I think has a big interactive experience this year outside. Castle Rock does. They built um, a yeah. whole town across the yeah. convention center. So those things are generally like um they're open to you if you don't have a badge. They're not always free, but they're open. You know? But but to your point, there are gonna be lines there too. So don't lines. pretend as though just because they're not part of the official you know badge slate that there's not gonna be even probably maybe even bigger lines for these things. Yeah. I would also say the other thing is that there's so much like that area of San Diego. Now I don't know if this encompasses all of that downtown area, but like fourth and fifth street right around there is known as the gas lamp quarter. Mm. And there's so much cool stuff in gas lamp and the streets, at least I think fifth is generally blocked off for the couple of blocks right before uh, the convention center. So there's just so much like pedestrian traffic and every restaurant, you know, the, servers are in costume or they have special cocktails named after you know superheroes or sci-fi stuff um there's galleries down there i think there's like a chuck close gallery that's uh always does like a you know san diego like comic con sort of takeover where there's comic book art on the walls and so there's just tons of stuff to do to give yourself a break from the convention center you know just kind of get out of that you'll be you'll still be in a crowd (laughs) but at least you can like there's more stuff to do like it's uh you know, it's simultaneously like that feeling of like FOMO of I'm missing out on something cool happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess that's what it is, is if you go in only to see Game of Thrones, like there's no way you can't experience that missing out regret, you know, because something else cool is going to happen across uh, across the convention center that you're going to miss. You know, Rose Leslie's going to show up and uh, sell a pop figurine to somebody or something. <laughs> um, you know, Adam Savage is walking around in a in a costume and you're trying to identify him or you're not the one that sees him or whatever yeah but there but if you just kind of open it up to like the experience there is so much to do downtown that and all over that it's just fun to do there's a big park behind the convention center um that i also i don't think you need a badge for that and they've done 
they've done a bunch more like interactive things back there. I think it was last year they did the, uh, maybe it's two years ago. They did like a mutant sort of, um, uh, <laughs> they had these, they had these like tubes set up that would like sort of just spray gas down on you. So you were, it looked like you were in a tube getting like iced or something or okay. some, I don't, it had something to do with Legion or whatever. I don't know. Um, and, uh, you know, and they've had like the zip line across Gotham and one year they had every Batmobile from every movie out there. Damn. So there's just, it's like, you can always just take a break and experience something else and see something else. Um, don't, yeah, don't feel that you have to stick to this rigid schedule. I remember the name of the person I saw, John Holmstrom, the there you go. illustrator from Punk Magazine. And I, I think I said it on our podcast last year of like, I went in Thursday, like I only want to meet John Hodgman and I ended up meeting him and then getting an autograph from Holmstrom and then something else like before lunch. And we went to lunch and I was like, yeah, we, I can go. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all my day's done gravy at this point. You know, at that I was it was e so much easier than to just kind of roll around and be like, hey, everything's it's a free day. You know, like I kind of did the checked off the, the two items on my list and everything else was was bonus that's rad um, i wonder by the way i was as you were talking about lines and just sort of the other events i wonder if anybody's employed the strategy of if you want to disrupt a line or create some chaos so that you can slip into something just point out whatever random guy you see that's <laughs> with the mask on and say it's chris hemsworth everybody there he is that's hemsworth i know it and just and try to make everybody believe that the, the next tall guy with a mask on is chris hemsworth disrupt that line and then just like sneak in i I would love to see somebody try that and, and try it successfully. And, uh, and bonus points, if that actually ends up being Chris Hemsworth and you out him, um, I, that seems like a game that you should, that everybody <laughs> should probably be playing at all times. I, <laughs> Oh boy. I remember when the suicide squad cast came across the floor. Uh, I think I also told this story <laughs> a couple of years ago where I was like in this mad dash to get to the end of this one aisle where uh, this author was doing a signing. I was like, she's leaving at three o'clock and I'm like running. And right then <laughs> they have all these security guards escorting every member of the suicide squad cast across the middle of the floor. Ugh. So they've li literally done this, like, uh, you know, uh, Moses uh, parting the river kind of thing. <laughs> the security has blocked all traffic running, you know, uh, North to South across the, it's like a presidential yeah. motorcade. It's yeah. like stop, stop all all traffic. Here it comes. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, I on one hand, I don't know that anyone would fall for it because they've <laughs> sort of been trained to expect like Hemsworth isn't just walking around without a you know a guard. Like yeah, a, but there's usually those guards. But, there have um, been there have been bigger stars known to just throw on a mask and just wander around as other normal normies, you know. Um, and it's like I I wonder. And I, I just I wonder if you couldn't throw that throw that out there. Let me ask you this though: at during all this, obviously, you know, there's lines and everything, and you're getting you're talking about coffee. But where where should one eat? You know, lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, if you got friends with you, is there a better place to eat with a group than than as an individual? Is it all sort of like food truck food or cafeteria food? Do you even try to get into a restaurant at this juncture? What's so, your recommendation? Yeah, awesome. Awesome question because I th I think I can lean more into uh, I can't I I don't have specific recommendations just because I'm not in that area of town that often I don't remember the names of these except every year when I go back down there, um, like I said every restaurant's going to have some Comic Con flair that week you know so they're also going to be pretty focused on getting people in and out like mm. so it's it's not necessarily like don't think that it's faster for you to eat in and around the convention center than to go across to the gaslight district. Cause a lot of the like restaurant proper kind of places are trying to move people through there so quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they're definitely like staffed up and moving you, but it's also, if you're an older gentleman like myself, <laughs> it's great to like move away. I'm telling you my convention experience went day and night for the better. Uh, a couple years ago when all of my friends agreed, let's get, let's eat good food <laughs> and let's not take the trolley. Uh, um, those two things made such a, such a huge difference um, because even if you go a few blocks extra, you, uh, you can, you know, you can get food and kind of sit down for a minute and just yeah. feel that like, ah, you know, I walked a few more blocks to get here, but I got seated faster and I could take my time to eat. That said, there's tons of stuff right there. That's, that's actually pretty decent 
that I don't think you, um, uh, so I don't think you need to worry about basically <laughs> don't eat the microwave pizza in the convention center is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, okay. Unless you're like, I don't know, 21 and under or something, you know, there's no reason to just go up to the thing that's like in the center where they're just like giving you the reheated cheese. Um, what about, what about cost slightly. though? Like how much, like, I mean, if you, if you get anywhere within the convention center radius, it's, are you paying, you know, exorbitant yeah. prices? Is it ridiculous? Is it reasonable? I don't know that it's ridiculous. It's probably marked up a little bit, um, outside the, so in that there's that big open yard, um, right between the Hilton, uh, Bayside and the hall H. Um, there's also like set up right there is always like a hot dog and hamburger stand that I haven't actually eaten at, but it smells delicious. <laughs> um, and, <clears throat> and it went, and the reason I haven't eaten there is because the line is huge. So, and I always think of it as like, oh, I'll just grab a hot dog, but no, no, no. It's like, you got to stand in line for a hot dog. Um, but that's a reasonably quick, you know, because you're not getting seated and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you just have to stand in line to get lunch. Uh, but that's pretty good food. There's a sports bar right there that uh, my friends and I inevitably eat at every year. Um, and then someone's like, ah, I'm kind of tired of this place. But, what about, it's, you know, it's like a TGI Fridays kind of thing. Um, what, yeah. What about, this just crossed my mind. What about bringing your own snacks and stuff? Is that, do they? Yeah, I'll definitely do that. They don't forbid um, your your own. No, food, no, no. Right? You can bring water and food in for sure. I think on the uh, the prohibited items are more about like weapons. Got it. Okay. <laughs> now, what I'm about using food now. as a weapon? I mean, I, I would mm. imagine like Jason Bourne could take a bag of pretzels no. and you take down a round upon. Um, there's also like you know there are coffee stops in the convention center. There's at least two Starbucks, like maybe three, maybe two Starbucks stands, and then one sort of. Starbucks that actually has a few seats in, mm. but you're going to have to wait forever in a line to get that stuff. So on my coffee tip, it would be if you're like me and you require it to function, get it before you even go into the center, like mm. get it downtown or some, you know, it's somewhere else like the, the coffee shop in Hilton. So even if you're staying in the Hilton and you have to go downstairs to get Starbucks, a huge line, mm. you know? It's insane. Can you um, imagine, by the way, if you were just some normal dude or, or lady in San Diego on regular business that weekend, <laughs> and you had you had unbeknownst to you booked a room at the Hilton, you know, and it's just like, like I, a I, year or two. Of, I actually believe that's impossible. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not sure, but I do know that I've gone to certain panels there that they line you up outside and you're, you're sort of like below the pool deck. Uh, and you're looking up at these people at the pool and you're like, what the hell are you doing at a pool in the middle of Comic-Con? <laughs> like, put your costume on and get down here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do think, the, I mean, granted, there's, a, there's cosplayers that stay all over, but um, God, the ones that get a hotel room right there are the most fortunate because they're the ones that can like do the costume for an hour and then go back and change into street clothes and uh. you know, have a convention experience. Um so the trolleys to get downtown are just jam packed. Like it is insane how many people come from North County to as far, like as far as up as the trolley runs, those people are coming in and the same wow. with the train. And as um, I, I don't know if we did a show in 2015 on this, but in 2015, I think was the year I had this terrible train. Experience. Oh no, we, we talked about it because that's yeah. where you saw your wicked oh, yeah, and yeah. divine. That's where I saw the wicked uh, and divine yeah, yeah, yeah. cosplayer where I literally like, I left the convention and told my friends like, I gotta, I gotta make this train. And then I stand in line outside waiting for the train for two hours. <laughs> Jesus. Like an Amtrak scheduled train. Oh. And, um, uh, yeah, and then stood for the entire like two hour ride home. You know, having just done trains in Italy, where you know, like waiting twenty minutes was a little offensive. I can't imagine <laughs> two hours and then another. Oh God! So you had mentioned in your notes, like also pedicabs, which I always oh, yeah, have to yeah. remind myself, pedicabs are the same thing as rickshaws. Um, <laughs> I was always like pedicabs, rickshaws. So it used to be a big thing in the days before Uber and Lyft. Um, Uber and Lyft, I think, have changed that. And I do think the influence of Uber and Uber and Lyft has caused there is some big closure downtown this year. And I think that's because they're tired of getting the Uber and Lyft people on this one street right in front of the convention center, you know, pausing all the time to let people on and off. Yeah. So I think if you're Ubering and Lyfting, you're now gonna have to walk into the gas lamp district and like find 
a street that's got, you know, uh, ingress and egress in order to catch your Uber. Um, also just a side note, don't take Uber, take Lyft. Uber seems to have some like shitty corporate policies. Um, but, <laughs> but pedicabs are always right there. Um, uh, bear in mind that is a rickshaw, like where a human being is in the sun, like getting you someplace. So you want to, you want to have cash to take them and you want to tip, uh, heavily, I would say. And just be uh, overall nice to them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, be aware there, a lot of them are, are trying to, uh, trying to scam each other or scam you on like oh. getting most rides per day. So it's a little yeah. competitive down there, <laughs> but yeah, treat, treat them like human beings and, and tip them appropriately. Um, well, the to wrap this yeah. up, um, I, yeah, the yeah. one thing we haven't Perfect. talked about is is the things you want to see this year. So if you're going to SDCC, where can we find Todd, uh, whether it be at panels or, or authors or, or oh, just personalities you want to see? What, where could we find you? What, what yeah. are your big ticket items this year? Thank, thank you for guiding this and bringing it home before I just rambled about food forever. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, Although you do want to try that one one's giant dog that uh oh. that my friend chris had a couple years ago it was a hot dog that was like two feet long dang um, good tip uh anyway uh, i can't remember the restaurant that was at was it some mexican restaurant um i like i said i only saw the schedule for the first time this morning so all the panels that i'd heard about are just sort of people tweeting about what they're doing so instead i had made this short list of like podcasters and writers and authors that i just want to sort of check in with like it would be great to see them um <clears throat> uh, one is katrina dennis she does a uh or it's probably denise i'm not sure um she does out. a uh <laughs> podcast how do you pronounce your name <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet at her today and then get like a, a a great response um she does a podcast called e2 bantha tambien uh which is about uh the latinx uh um representation in star wars mm-hmm. um so uh i i you know I'm sure she's hosting a panel or something. I just hope to run into her and, and see that. Um, Sam Maggs is an author. She's actually the one I was racing to and got uh, hijacked by uh, Suicide Squad. Um, and she should be down there. And um, then there's another podcaster named uh, Preeti Cheaper who does Strong Female Characters podcast for the Sci-Fi Network. Um, and she's hosting at least one panel. I think it's on Saturday. And I think it's called The Fake Geek Girl Fallacy. Um, and <clears throat> I don't know if she is the host. She is on, she is a panelist. Uh, and then there's an author named, uh, Victoria or V.E. Schwab that I like. I've only read one of her books right now, but I, I own a couple and, um, she's actually the, the, has written these shades of magic series that I pitched to you about the three different like magic Londons that these people oh, yeah. travel back and forth to. Um, and so she's going to be there. And, and oddly enough, of course, I don't discover this author until I move out of the city, but she's based in Nashville and Edinburgh, Wow, (laughs) which is like, okay, (laughs) that's cool. But, uh, she's had like a super successful year and, and she's just like a a great personality and great author. And, um, so another person I want to run into, um, other than that, like there, I've gone through the app and starred a few things that I'm interested in, but uh, I haven't not I haven't yet seen something jump out where I'm like, I've got to be in that one. Like that's the one I'm going to wait for, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, I think I every year uh, for the past three years, I've gone in with a more open mind and relaxed attitude towards what I'm going to get to see. So is that uh, just because you have gone so many years that you feel like you've seen, you, like you can be more comfortable because you've kind of seen all the stuff at, at, at probably, I hate to say that. Cause that, I, I feel like acknowledging that, although it is probably true, uh, but that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I mean, well, it, it may just it may just signify like, hey, old man, stop buying tickets and let some young person who's never been go. Well, um, but I I also think the other side of it is that I'm older and I feel like, you know, I I did all those things like where I, w- I waited in a ballroom twenty line outside for two hours to see yeah. Mythbusters or something yeah. and didn't get in. And it's sort of like I've learned my lesson, I guess, from a bit of those things. Um, and also another factor is that as, uh, as big a fan as I am of like the whole culture and stuff, there just aren't big, huge properties that I'm like such an Uber fan of that. I can't miss something, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I would think it would be really cool to, to see a game of Thrones panel sometime. I've never seen that. Um, but also, uh, next year it's going to be their last one. 
if they yeah. even do it if, or if the show comes out before that we don't even know do we no not not the yet show gonna come out after comic-con next year that will be the worst uh probably i mean they might do like a love letter panel you know you never know yeah get everybody back together the problem is like now that you know they've wrapped most of the shoot yeah. everybody's gonna be off on other gigs and things so yeah. hard to say i think doctor who's gonna be there this year uh with the whole new i mean everything I, is yeah new, I, think so I think the doctor that- who is a big huge panel and that's the one that I, if i'm not mistaken i think hardwick got uh, uh booted from <clears throat> and uh, oh man there's real quick let's touch on that because you and i've never taught we haven't talked really about this at length especially on the on the show are you do, do you think and you don't even have to get into the details but do you think hardwick being suspended quote unquote for the time being from all these panels is a good thing yes okay <laughs> thanks everybody i just i, I was just curious like, i don't know if like i don't know if that if that felt disruptive or if it felt like and i don't know who's filling in for another panels so. i know I, they I, I, you know, I, even if this, uh, I, I believe uh, Chloe Dykstra's story, um, and I do not think that Chris was denied due process or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But even if I didn't know this, and you said, "Hey, what if we just take him off of every panel this year?" I would have been like, "Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm sick of him." <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's kind of more what I was getting at because it's like it seems like he's sort of always been that guy. He's almost kind of like the Ryan Seacrest of all these panels. And it's like, wait, who did we ever ask for that? Like, why is that? Like, why is that I, always the case? You know, honestly, uh, the the parts of that story that that uh, uh, of the awful allegations against him that ring the most true are that we all witnessed this like. Um, <sighs> hunger for fame that he had this sort of like desperate plea for you know for being like the the geek guy host of everything i mean i just you know i i was entertained by him a few times but i you know he was never really my cup of tea and i fine with him not being there it'll be good to get some new blood in there that'll be that's actually the one thing i'm looking forward to just from you know being a uh a watcher from afar you know i try to consume whatever panels and just sort of podcasts i can during the week but it'll be nice to finally like hear a panel that's not moderated by him you know that knows we'll get in there exactly like that is such um exactly like even if it weren't him or sorry even if this weren't uh, because of those uh, allegations like just just breaking it up a little bit is uh is absolutely the thing to do and especially because i think they've replaced him with a um uh, a, a woman of color. So I think it's like, Hey, good on you. Like you actually diversified it and didn't just, you know, flip one, one white guy for another white guy. So. Yeah. The actress from community, I forget her name. Um, and she's oh, actually, I think she's actually friends with Hardwick too. She's, but she's filling in on a, and I, I want to stress filling in cause it's still AMC is still not quite sure what they're going to do yet, but she's mm. taking over. She's filling in on uh talking dead, which I know, how that's even still a thing. I don't even know, but like, um, and she, I think, I think she's doing one of his panels at, at SDCC, and I forget. I think Mark Bernard might be might be taking on another one. Um, I know um, that would make sense. And he's also got. I, I did notice, like in the schedule, there's like a big focus on Mark Bernard, and so like pan like a panel dedicated to him. I don't know if that's the first time he's gotten one of those. He's got. He's done um, some smaller ones. I don't think he's ever gotten a big one before, though. Which yeah, makes I mean, it's me not so a, happy because he's he's a yeah. he's the co-host of Fat Man on Batman, but he is like if An you've ever heard him, he's so smart. Like he's got such a smart way of looking at enter like fictional properties and the mechanics, and then just understanding all that goes. Like if there's anybody I'd want to see moderate every panel, it'd probably be that guy because like you know yeah. you're gonna get some really good insight he's also one of the uh, he's also one of the writers on castle rock and that hasn't come out yet so we don't know how big or how good that's gonna be but um it's cool to see him finally you know he's been banging around hollywood for a long time as a journalist and now as a writer it's finally cool to see him getting some of these some of these uh high marks and higher you know higher rated slots if you will um yeah, so that'll be cool. And too. I saw him on a, on that panel uh, last year, the image panel that was like the yeah. storytelling through art. He yeah. was at that one, and that was just so cool to uh, to watch him in that element with other artists. Um, you know, talking about a work. I guess he had. I guess he had written it, but he was talking about ex- expressly like how they, you know, uh, told that story through the art. Um, and Let me yeah, ask yeah. You well, let me ask you one final question, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Do you feel? And I don't think I've ever we've ever touched on this 
real, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever touched on this in a past episode. As somebody who has gone for now, this will be your 11th year, as we mentioned, how do you feel about the con um, simulcasting a lot of the panels or a lot of the stuff to those of us who haven't bought a badge or haven't, you know, and even like right now, there's not, there doesn't seem to be a mechanism to, you know, I can't sit at home and do like the day pass and just watch all the stuff for like a fee even. So I kind of have yeah. to like scrounge it where I can. Do you feel like as a goer that that's, that that's, you know, you're like, well, no, you didn't buy a pass. You shouldn't get to see that stuff. Or do you feel like it's, it's so, there's so much there already that it's like, well, why not? Like, why not share that the same day? I'm more in the latter camp of like, I just, I, especially if it's a, a buy a day pass and, and watch all the panels you want. I don't, you know, they're, if they're making money out of that, by all means do it. I don't, um, yeah, it's a tricky economic issue, but I feel a bit like when I watch a live music video on YouTube, like I know that experience would be better in person. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be there seeing this artist play the show, but I'm not. So Mm -hmm. it's already like, I'm already cognizant that I'm not getting the full experience. You know, I don't necessarily need comic con or, you know, the venue or whatever to like, pull that off of YouTube (laughs) and like further, you know, (laughs) alienate me and let me know like, no, 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 you didn't pay. You don't get the experience. So that's just, that's Uh the weird thing. Like you think, I mean, it's 2018. You think they would have figured this out by now. And like with the limit of tickets and the limit of badges that are available, as you've pointed out a few times that, and, and for those of us who just don't logistically can't make it, but are interested or want to be engaged, you'd think there'd be an easy way through the app or through some other, you know, even like a, an add-on channel on Amazon or Hulu where it's like, hey, for, you know, buy the, the Comic-Con channel and you'll get access to everything or whatever that looks like. I just, it's weird that they still haven't sorted that out yet because it could be, I mean, it could easily be a big chunk of revenue on top of what they're already making. Yeah, why, is it not it a, why is it not a Hulu channel? <laughs> when it wouldn't cost them anything. Like, like, it doesn't cost them another guy to clean the bathroom because I'm not there. You know, it's like the overhead is, is, is hardly well, anything. They're for already filming it. Yeah, you know? so it's just it's yeah. so weird. It's just it bothers me. I think the studios finally fi- learned their lesson. You know, like at, what was it two years ago where I think DC everything DC tried to keep Hall H secret was immediately leaked. So they're like, fine. Well, we're just gonna put all yeah. the trailers out the same day. Here you go. You know. Well, I also I, I, that stuff that the stuff that those big studios try to keep secret is like that's just such a dumb reason to come to con. You know, yeah. bring come in for sure. Bring a special experience for the people in the room, but. Um, often the, when they do that and it's just a teaser or a sneak preview or something, it's like, eh, that's only going to be cool for like two months, Yeah, you know, and not even that it's like, and somebody's always going to leak it. It's somebody will always leak it. And so it's either somebody's shitty version on YouTube that is is racking up millions of views or you release it yourself properly. Like, you know, maybe, and maybe it's something where it's like, okay. Um, you know, the people in the room get to see it first, fine. And then two minutes later, it's released to the world. So it's like, you still get to have, you know, that experience of we saw it before, you know, the rest of the world here with the people who made it. Um, I, but you, I like your point. It's it's like, that's not the reason people go to the con. Like there's all yeah. these other yeah. things. And, and all, and you know, like that to me is if you're the first timer, like for any convention, like it, it's, it, it works both ways. Like you, you, yes, there's so, such cool stuff that you can see, but also don't feel like you're missing out if you don't get into that exclusive panel, because mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You might not have that really crazy in-person experience with the cast of game of Thrones, but you can have a really crazy in-person experience with, you know, a cosplayer, an artist or something in the exhibit hall. It's just, yeah. it's all out there. It's not, um, I, I almost think that like what, when those big studios, are disappointed, you know, that stuff is quote leaked. It's like, they, they're the ones who were, you know, like approaching it wrong. Like they yeah. were trying to approach it. Like, no, we were trying to make this, you know, uh, and uh, whatever it's called that like limited economy, you know, of no, only 3000 people get to have this product. Yeah. No, <laughs> so it's like media. We're all going to have it. Well, um, that yeah. said, this podcast is available for everybody. Oh, so you. we're, we're glad you're listening, and um, and thank you, Todd, for what a wonderful. Uh, the, we'll just call this the SDCC Survival Guide 2018 <laughs> edition. I'm just telling um, you, sanitary wipes of all sizes and flavors. That's yeah, <laughs> sanitary wipes and and be and just be used to lines. I mean, just be. Yeah. Ready you know, lines. I, I, I'll leave you with this one one more tip: bring a bottle of water at least to start the day. You're gonna you're gonna have to refill for sure, but don't. 
don't like plan to get there and then buy a bottle of water because you'll go dehydrated because you won't want to get in the line. You won't want to miss getting into the exhibit hall. Bring that bottle of water, people. Because it's not like the TSA. You don't have to throw it out before you get into the building. You just take it in. (laughs) If you're hydrated and you're sanitized, it's I don't have to worry so much about swine flu. (laughs) There you go. You should know. And you should know. Um, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are, are downloaded. Apple Podcasts. I uh, I was going to say iTunes, the same thing. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else. Um, you can find us online. Uh, uh, the, the main website for our network of shows is findusthere.org. Uh, we will have, I think, some new Coffee and Comics related stuff. I think we're working on an Instagram account or trying to beef that up. Hopefully this week we'll have more about that. I would love to, Todd, see some photos from the con from you this week oh, yeah. as well. Maybe we can talk about that uh, offline. You, can, you will be able to find those at Hey Todd A on there Instagram as well. Wonderful. And I am by Taylor Trask on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Still on Twitter too, but just I'm not as, I've kind of, I have pulled back off of Facebook a lot and Twitter I'm still on, but it's just, I think Instagram is for me where it's at these days. So that's yeah, kind of my check main. Check out Taylor's uh, photos from Italy. They're incredible. Yeah. And there's plenty more to come. I want to be more engaged on Instagram as, as time goes on. Um, always a pleasure, sir. And yeah. uh, thank you. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more coffee and comics. Thank you.